Welcome back to Tevating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our national treasure, Aaron Tevate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this week we'll finally dive into the phenomenon that was Grease Live. Aaron has become another iconic version of Danny Zuko. His dancing is top-notch in every number, and the joy that he gives off in each of those dance numbers was palatable. But did you know that there was a period of time where Aaron was against being in Grease Live? Could you imagine a world where anyone else but Aaron was Danny in this live adaptation? Grease Live is going to actually be broken up into two episodes. This week we'll focus on Aaron and his perspective on the performance and taking on the role that has become iconic for generations since John Travolta first portrayed Danny Zuko in 1978. The next episode will focus more on the cast, their chemistry, and how they made history with their live performance. I'm going to start off by being completely honest that I didn't pay much attention to the previews and promos for Grease Live. I just remember being excited when I heard that they were doing a live musical of it. I remember sitting with my parents to watch it, and when Danny came on the screen, I thought he looked familiar, but I couldn't quite place him. However, about halfway through, I realized that I had seen Danny Zuko before in Les Miserables. Just at that time, I wasn't aware that Andras and Danny Zuko were THE Aaron Tveit, who has now become our Tony-winning national treasure. There are certain movies and shows that you always remember your first time watching. Grease was one of those for me, along with Dirty Dancing and A League of Their Own. Those are three that distinctly stick out to me as core movie memories and remain meaningful today. In an AOL Grease Live cast panel, Aaron spoke to the iconicness of the Grease characters and how he actually believed that the iconicness helped their show, instead of viewing that iconicness as an immense amount of pressure. There's something too, like what you were asking before about these being iconic characters and if we're nervous to play them or not. I mean, in a way, Yes, like everyone has a familiarity with Greece, but I think that actually helps us too because it is such a thing that people know and love that they're going to come into it with a positive, loving outlook. They're not going to be sitting back and trying to judge it. I just think that we have that going for us also that you know people are going to come to this and want to have a good time, and so hopefully that'll help what we're doing. And he was right. Viewers weren't going into the show ready to critique it and looking for chances to rip it apart. They were excited to see the characters live, to hear the songs, see the dancing, and be a part of the whole experience. Now, Grease Live may not have been the first movie musical to be adapted for live TV, but it certainly leveled up the playing field as a result of the phenomenal directing by Tommy Kale and the epic costumes by William Ivy Long. I mean, everything from the T-Bird leather jackets to the high school dance dresses where Frenchie really did look like a beautiful blonde pineapple, to Danny's pink socks, to the Letterman sweater and Sandy's you're the one that I want little black outfit. Everything was beyond perfect. The T-Birds actually got to personally select the style of leather jacket that they wanted. When speaking with Broadway World, Aaron and Carlos Panavega, who played Kanicki, said that the key to keeping the T-Bird look alive was all about the posture when wearing the jacket and keeping that jacket collar popped. Aaron shouts out William Ivy Long and his period-specific clothing 
in the AOL cast panel. So tell me about, um, you know, putting on that leather jacket and being yeah, Danny yeah. Zuko. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, William Ivy Long is our costume designer, and he's, you know, done a million Broadway shows, and he's literally the best and most infectious person to be around in your life. But, no, he's, uh, he's put together, as you can see from the pictures. I mean, it's very, very period-specific. And, yeah, I mean, there's something about these clothes, too, I think, when you... I always think that whenever you're in a period, when you put the costume on, it kind of makes you carry yourself differently, and you can kind of feel the character. While it's now impossible to imagine anyone else playing Danny Zuko in Grease Live, there was a chance early on that that could have been a reality. When Aaron was first approached about the idea of Grease Live by his managers, he shared that his initial reaction was one of hesitation. He spoke in more detail about his reaction in his interview with the Billboards on Broadway podcast. Grease Live, I was doing Assassins. Um, I got an email from a manager saying that they wanted to, I was, I was getting ready to go back to New York in a couple weeks, getting ready, you know, that they wanted to see me. Um, if I'm being 100% honest, I had some hesitation about it because of the uh, ones that I'd seen previously. Um, I thought that they were, I thought that they were great and what they were trying to accomplish. I was a little worried about myself in it just because of the, the, the stuff that I had done on camera. And I, again, like I was, Les Mis was a huge success, but I, I was still wary about necessarily singing on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I wanted to make sure that, you know, for early on, I was really trying to keep that, those worlds separate. Um, but even though Les Mis was such a success, I was a little worried that that was like a, a lightning in a bottle and that it maybe not have, would have worked the same for me the second time. Um, but, but my manager was like, you know, she explained that who was involved, Tommy Kale directing and Mark Platt producing. Um, I had known Mark from Wicked. I had been a huge fan of Tommy's and I never worked with him. And so that was the kind of, that was the thing, um, that, that, totally got me on board you know they you know my manager's like just you know it's them they want to do this a little differently and you know they kind of explained how they were going about it and so i went in and you know sang for them and read for them in new york and then that led to you know a, a chemistry chemistry test because ju- at that time julianne was already attached and so that then mm-hmm. led to a chemistry test with julianne and um i got the gig but you know they they any kind of uh were not worry that i had but any any thoughts or hesitation that i had from when they explained the way that they were going to do it, I was confident that I'd be able to kind of survive within their world because it was very, very much like uh, shooting a movie instead of just, you know, taping a, a thing on stage. So I was like, oh, okay, so this is this is very similar to what I did in Les Mis, except it's just going to be once live. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was kind of the thing that uh, definitely got me on board. But yeah, I, I, it was, uh, I was a little worried just because I, I was, you know, early on and I was trying to keep kind of all the world separate, but it was the, everyone, everyone was, everyone was totally right. And my hesitations at the beginning were not right. <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard this interview and Aaron said that he had been really trying to keep his worlds of singing and acting separate, my initial reaction was honestly one of why he has the skills and talent to do it all. Why not take every opportunity to show off those skills? But I mean, I think I get it now. Prior to Grease Live, he had only combined those worlds once before in Les Mis, so it makes sense to have those anxieties about it not going well a second time. But I mean, in true Aaron fashion, he proved even himself wrong and crushed it. 
In the AOL cast panel, the cast was asked what they did in their auditions that they think attributed to them getting the role. Aaron's response probably won't surprise Aaron's fans since we know that he knows how to work the camera. <laughs> One thing that I did that I, that I just makes myself happy with, there's a part in Sandy that, you know, that Danny sings where he like speaks, like which is kind of a weird thing Sandy, to do. Sandy, my darling. Yeah. And so I remember in, in, in the audition that I had in New York and then also when I you know, did it for my screen test, for that part, I took it right down the lens and that made them laugh. So I don't know. I keep telling them I'm going to do it on the 31st, but they keep telling me do not do that on the 31st. <laughs> but I want to do it so bad. So we'll see what happens. Danny's iconic look for Aaron was based on James Dean, according to costume designer William Ivy Long. He had sketches of James Dean that morphed into the look for Aaron that we saw on screen. Aaron apparently wanted to fully commit and dye his hair jet black for the part, but he didn't end up going that far with his commitment. He just had his own beautiful head of hair on full display, loaded up with massive amounts of gel. Speaking of Aaron's hair, in the AOL cast panel, the cast was asked what they think they have most in common with their characters. Here's what Aaron had to say. So Fanny would like to know, what do each of you have in common with your characters? Um, <laughs> I don't know, I guess you I- are John Travolta, are I you? generally have big hair in my life too, so <laughs> I'll go with that. For better or for worse. Another thing that's so unique about the Grease Live cast is that a majority of them had experiences with performing live prior to being cast in Grease. Vanessa Hudgens said that Broadway is the hardest thing an actor can do. Aaron is a Broadway vet, so he had years of experience to pull from. But he also had his experiences in TV and the movie production of Les Mis to pull from. For you, Aaron, I mean, a Broadway vet over here, next to normal. I mean, you were fabulous in Les Mis on screen. Tell me about bringing uh, your Broadway background with your, you know, TV experience and doing Grease. Yeah, it's, it's been really interesting so far. Like Carlos was saying, I mean, we've had a full rehearsal process as if we were getting ready for a long run on Broadway, except the fact that we have this rehearsal process and then it's for one night. But, um, but no, it's, uh, it, it's been a very similar experience to kind of being in a rehearsal studio and finding out what this is and, you know, kind of flushing out all, this, all the different scenes and the characters. And then, you know, we moved on stage at Warner's and it became very much like tech where we're standing in light and waiting for, in this instance, the cameras to figure out where they're going to pick us up. But, but it's been a really, I, I've really been leaning on, you know, that kind of, you know, all, all that experience that, I, that I've had. And it's, I think, helped kind of keep me focused and, you know, hone in on what this needs to be. Aaron also spoke about the experiences that he pulled from in a panel led by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I thought what he had to say there was actually really interesting too, so I want to include that clip. And for me personally, I really leaned on the Les Mis movie experience a little bit, uh -huh. because that was the only thing that I, in a similar way, had to prep for a movie the way that I would prep for being on stage and then totally turn everything to camera. So just in my own head, I had something to kind of gauge against. But uh, I don't know, but with the rain that day, I, I woke up and the rain was going sideways, and I was like, that's eh, going to be fine. <laughs> but then the funny thing was, I don't know if you guys realize it, I mean, 15 minutes before we went live, we had rehearsed basically the B version of the opening, and we thought we were going to go with that. And then two minutes before 
the show started, they were like, no, we're going with A. So it was like, it was very exciting. But also the rain made it look beautiful. So. It's crazy to think about the mindset that the cast needed to adapt for this production. All the months of rehearsals and the prep for one night. It was opening and closing night all in one. I like Aaron's honesty in that panel with Lin-Manuel Miranda because he shares that opening night on Broadway, it's not always the best show. So it makes sense, but also adds to the pressure that the actors must have felt to be on their A-game because it was a one-and-done deal. In another interview, after accepting the role of Danny, Aaron talked about the responsibility that he felt to maintain or keep up what John Travolta had already put in place, but how he also felt the responsibility to add his own twist and make Danny Zuko his own. Congratulations on the role. Thank you. Stepping into the shoes of Travolta. Big no shoes, big shoes. There, I know, no, no pressure at all. <laughs> how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Yeah. Yeah, we started rehearsal uh, last week. This is our second week, and it's going great. The Travolta part is just so iconic. Yeah. What's, what are you going to bring that's a little different? And what he does is so interesting because he's, at all times, He's funny and vulnerable and tough and cool. It's like all these things at once. Yeah. I feel like there is a responsibility to kind of nod to that and honor that, but at the same time, make it my own. John Travolta may have displayed vulnerability in his version of Danny in 1978, but in my opinion, Aaron takes vulnerability to new heights. He displays his emotions and feelings so clearly through his eyes and facial expressions. And that's not just in Greece. Any project that Aaron takes part of, the audience or the viewer can feel what he's feeling. In Greece, the way he looks at Vanessa Hudgens playing Rizzo after Sandy throws the pom-poms at him and runs off, his hurt is evident. Same with when Sandy runs up to him in the gym after he runs track, he's hurt by her avoiding him. He looks at her with such a longing and even before racing at Thunder Road and Sandy tells him not to race, he asks her. What's the point of living if you aren't willing to take a few chances? Hearing that line now also gives off some Moulin Rouge vibes, like, why else live if not for love? Aaron definitely stepped into his own style of John Travolta's shoes. Okay, now I can't talk about Aaron in Grease Live without talking about his dancing. Oh my gosh, for someone who constantly says in interviews, I can't dance, if what he does in Grease Live isn't dancing, then I, I don't know what dancing is. His hand jive with Julianne, I mean, my jaw was on the floor. It still is when I watch it. Both of their faces, after Aaron flips her and then she lifts her leg over him, they grab onto each other and there's so much joy and relief that they got through those moves. Grease Lightning, he really gives John Travolta a run for his money there. The moves, the quick changes, his voice... And who can forget the ending of You're the One That I Want? He does the backflip for goodness sake. Aaron, you can acknowledge that you're a phenomenal dancer and still be your humble, gracious self. Just saying. Yes, there was so much prep and rehearsals and press that went into creating the magic of Grease Live, but the cast was so hyper aware of the footprints they were walking in of the 1978 cast. They were lucky enough to have the original Frenchie and Duty actually star in Grease Live, but they also got the blessing of other original cast members. Here's a blessing and well wishes that Aaron got when he was doing press for Graceland and Grease Live on the Today Show. 
in order to get you ready for the role, we have somebody who wants to wish you a great start. So oh, yeah? take a look. It's a little surprise. Okay. Hey, Aaron, this is Olivia Newton-John. I just want to congratulate you on getting the role of Danny in the new version of Grease with Julia. Get out I think it's perfect for the role, too. I know you're going to be amazing, and I hope maybe you'll come see me at the Flamingo because the show is called Summer Nights. Good oh luck. It's going to be fabulous. That's awesome. Yeah. That message from Olivia is now even more special, as she's no longer with us. I keep going back to it, but I'm so grateful that Aaron kept an open mind when this opportunity was presented to him. It's a lesson to all of us. We never know what an opportunity may turn into if we don't give it a chance. Aaron has become the next generation's Danny Zuko, and I can only imagine that his performance in Greece Live will become ingrained in others' minds as they experience Greece for the first time. There are worse things he could do, right? Thank you so much for listening today and for your support of this podcast. Next week's episode will still be highlighting Greece Live, but will include more of the rest of the cast's perspectives on their roles in the show and their chemistry during rehearsals. If you're looking for more fun Aaron content, you can find me on Instagram at Tevading underscore patiently or on TikTok at Tevading patiently. Hope to see you back here for episode 22.